Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Drew, Drew Rose Rosenfeld. We know him from Wildside originally, but he's been doing a lot more. He's got a great channel that you may or may not know he's behind it. But I'll let him talk about it and kind of catch up. Yeah. Um, well, uh, thank you for having me on your uh, on your show, as a matter of oh. fact. Um, I saw somewhere, I don't remember where, that you, you know what it was? I saw that you did a show with a buddy of mine, um, Todd Poole. Yes, I did. From um, Roxy Blue. And so I took a look at your your channel, and then I think there was a comment. You may have made a comment or two on our channel page. So I went back and followed you. That's what you're supposed to do. Somebody That's told right. me. Yeah. That's the you know YouTube etiquette and um, sort of trading uh, trading you know sort of uh, support there. Yeah, I follow you guys. I love it. I love that channel. The, you know, Thank I discovered you. it after after the podcast too. I really wasn't doing much of paying attention to much was going on despite everything <laughs> of all the other ones. So I, yeah. I came out doing it. And then I saw a lot of them. I'm like, oh, is there a format for this? And then as I looked into it more, like your your thing came into it, your feed. I was like, oh, this is the best. And then I you know, saw some other ones. And then I saw what I was doing. And I, and I just said, no, nah, it's not the format I'm doing. I'm, I'm not going to be linear. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know um, we're fortunate to just, you know, with some of the work I do, um, I've got a lot of uh, resources to create, uh, you know, with the right equipment and, and, yeah. and, and also um, a little bit of money, right. Take some money to get to mm-hmm. where we've got to go to meet up with these people. Most of which are not right at our front door. Um, and so, so we first started the idea, like uh, first of all, it's with Jimmy, Jimmy D Jimmy Darby uh, from Wildside, the drummer. He and I have been very close for a long time and um, well, you know, far beyond the band, uh, we've stayed close and uh, we were originally thinking about making a, a YouTube, not a YouTube, but a, but a, a sort of a documentary on the um, rise and very fast fall of Wildside um, <laughs> because there were a lot of um, bands that went through the same thing, you know, oh, yeah. and, and we, we were caught in this um, horrible mix of, of what was happening at the time um, and being so unaware of it, which is really the, the major letdown of it. You know, you're, you're in the middle of, of all the hype and uh, the people surrounding you and all the different teams trying to make you um, successful. And you're not aware of what's happening around you on the reality of, you know, what's, what, what was really happening with music. And I think that was the case with a lot of, um, you know, new musicians, young, young bands, mm-hmm. you know, young artists. And um uh, certainly with that style of music and so there's a story and um in our case it was an even bigger story we got a chance to record our album at eddie van halen's 5150 studio we got to work with a very famous producer andy johns we yeah you know got to write some music with some incredible artists like paul stanley and uh jim valance who wrote a lot of music for um aerosmith and yep. brian adams all these guys so we we had sort of this like you know like incredible experience. Dream team. Yeah, it was really it was really we were poised, as they say, to be um, you know set to to really reach the stars, and and it all came down um, much faster than it was going up. We had a much better time 
getting there <laughs> than what happened in the end. So we thought maybe we'll, we'll, we'll create a, a documentary story on this and, and get out there and set up some interviews and talk to some of the people involved. And then we realized, you know what, there's nobody out there anymore um, that really has, you know, who cares, you know, wild yeah. side was a, was a, was almost like a, you know, just a, a, a moment in time and compared to, you know, that whole genre, let's, um, let's rethink this and, um, and, and start, you know, looking at it a little differently. So we did and uh, reached out to a lot of our friends and, you know, contacts and all the other artists out there that we know, and, and we were able to start interviewing them and uh, launched a few of them and realized that it was catching fire pretty quickly. Damn. We didn't use any kind of special marketing or company or tools or anything. We just really threw this stuff out there against the wall and said, Oh, well, look at that. Somebody's watching this, you know, and, and then it just build it built from there. I, you know, we do a lot of comparisons to some of the other guys out there mm -hmm. that are wildly successful with, you know, I don't know, 100, 200, 300 right. million views, I mean, uh, subscribers and uh, I don't know how many views. I mean, it's just millions of views. And uh, so if you compare us to that, of course, we're, we're still, you know, junior leaguers. But um, I think for the genre, it's, you know, doing pretty well. The problem is... Um, you know, we, we were able to get in touch and, and work with a lot of these guys um, bef just before the pandemic and during the pandemic. And now that everybody's on the road, and yeah. very busy, it's been a struggle to um, nail them down. But we have some really great interviews and, in, you know, coming up that uh, we're going to do some uh, traveling to, to get them mm -hmm. done. And uh, so I'm excited about it. It's just tough. Uh, it's all on our own, you know, it's banging on doors and going, Hey, you remember me? And, you know, and, and then I often wonder how some of these guys get these interviews and they're doing really well. And they're they're you know, some guy named so-and-so from New Jersey. And he's like, right. you know, Hey man, yeah, I'm here. And, you know, and, and, and all of it is most of the time it's a zoom, you know, uh, interview. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know how they reached these artists and I didn't even know these artists were like open for it. You know, in the case of like Jeff Tate, we worked with him. Yep. I looked at a million interviews that were just like that. And, you know, Jeff says, well, I get the call from my people and they say, you're on at three o'clock with this mm -hmm. guy and you're going to do one at, you know, this time. And, and it's mostly around promotions and things we're doing to get the album off the ground or the single off the ground or the tour off the ground. So he says, um, but I've had to really lock down my people and tell them I need these things vetted a little bit more. Yeah. You know, because you wind up with an interviewer who is like, so uh, what's your favorite song? You know, and and it's yep. he says it's just it's frustrating. But, um, you know, we try to conduct interviews that are interesting and different. And um, same with you. I noticed that about the stuff you're doing. I'm the editor for all the videos you're watching. So I've you know, when I when music wasn't paying the bills anymore i got into film and tv production as a low-level production assistant yep and um i found myself directing you know traffic while they were you know shooting a scene across the street or holding back traffic or or standing with a cop you know to do you know just really kind of like yeah. here i was with my long ponytail and my you know bleach blonde hair kind of like Wow, I went from 
playing all these you know shows and and recording music and now here i am out here with a with a flash that was probably like what mid 90s that's what i would i got, I got yeah. out with my degree but when yeah. when grunge and everything hit with music everybody had an apple computer that could do garage yeah. band so it hit yeah. the studios too nobody talks about that yeah so the studios went down so i had a video degree so same thing i was out there probably with my hair whatever yeah low level video starting the same thing because that's uh -huh. where everything switched yeah yeah it was how I, we the next next I, big thing that was it for me and i really enjoyed it i went back this was um i had moved to new orleans and I was living there and I was working on a couple of really big feature films at the time. And then I, I got called back to LA and let's do another record, you know? And I, that's when that second record came out, that, that sort of indie record we did. And, uh, and I stayed in LA after that and uh, uh, went to work for Panavision mm -hmm. and I was working there for a while and just bounced around learning a lot of the different traits of um, film and TV production. And, uh, found myself um, eventually working in a, an executive position at Hustler of all places, Hustler magazine. And uh, we were producing content there for years. I was, you know, in the middle of all that. Um, and then found myself eventually where I am now, which is Penthouse. I'm, I'm a VP at Penthouse magazine. So, you know, taking all those creative skills and, 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 and using them there, you know, it's very similar on a smaller scale. So. And there is, but I mean, when you can say that people can laugh and I can step back, I know what it's like, because I've, I've even taught people in public access. I've gone that yeah. far and taught classes. Yeah. I've done school yeah. interconnects, teaching yeah. people. But the basics, and that's what I love about your show, mm. is I appreciate the lighting, the sound, the framing. Mm -hmm. I, not just the questions, I like the production of the right. show you're doing. To me, right. that's the Thank bomb. You. You know, yeah. I notice that kind of stuff because I'm like, <laughs> even when people have the gear, they don't do good interviews with the, right. with the professional teams are not doing the same high quality, you know, and even when you have, whether it's Penthouse or Hustler, an adult thing, you're still, when you're doing videos, there's still things like lighting and sound to make anything. Yeah. It's, it's a challenge and, and lighting is like one of the hardest things ever to do for anything. Yeah. Um, and I have, I have people um, that work for me at Penthouse that are, um, you know, we have internal production teams and tons of equipment and buying and selling and always constantly upgrading. And I have 15 editors, you know, because we run a broadcast TV network that's delivered through satellite. So everything has to be of broadcast spec. And so, you know, there's a, there's a huge, have, having to have a huge understanding for that. And, uh, and, and having the quality the team that's qualified to do it. And, um, and so I found myself saying, well, how can I speak the language if I don't understand it? I've got to get my hands in there and, and really do it. And so that's what ended up happening. I, 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 I did it. And that's why I mentioned I was the editor. I'm the editor for all this stuff because I, I came up through um, Final Cut from the very first version and mm -hmm. then moved myself over to Premiere and just, you know, I am no pro. I am no, you know, wizard, but I've got enough to get around. And what, are, what are you, what are you editing with right now? It's Premiere Pro. Yeah. Have you tried uh, was it Da Vinci? Yeah. Well, Da Vinci uh, is a for me is mostly a color correction um, device, and um, if there's any editing software in there, I'm just not familiar with it. It's uh, it's mostly for it. color. It's, it's, yeah, it looks crazy. It looks, actually, it's complicated. Like yeah, yeah, it's complicated. We're for what we're doing for certainly for for uh, yeah. this channel. It's 
premiere is more than enough. And then I, I will take some things into after effects once in a while. And we do a lot of audio correction because uh, just people are pinning the mic and, you know, and Mumbler, talking too loud right? <laughs> or they're not too loud or, you know, what it is. so, so we're tapping always, on the chair. Yeah. Or you don't realize it's afterwards himself yeah. and the labs getting all jacked up and, yeah, so we went on um, the Monsters of Rock cruise a couple of years ago and um, brought our production team and uh, shacked up in a suite and went around the ship and told everybody, yeah, we've got this show and, you know, come on in and do an interview with us. And so we, we had basically trapped about 25 bands yep. of different artists and uh and brought them in one by one and 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 sort of word got out that that i was doing it or that jimmy and i were doing it and uh and we were able to bring them in and, and get a lot of inter interviews done that way so that's where you see some of those guys from like uh y and t and and some of the guys we would probably not really have a you know a way to reach out so yeah it's interesting and i don't know if well, your numbers are pretty big i can never figure out i thought oh you, th you assume like certain people are gonna be big bigger than others oh yeah we we, we and, guess and, wrong and it, every like, single all time. time every single time i cannot yeah. guess and i'm gonna throw out now their names who i think are better than others that do well that surprises yeah. me like i but i could not bet huge names i've had on and they do it like a slow burn and then i actually yeah. pick up i mean there's some yeah. that are just barn barn brussers but i don't yeah I don't get guests based on that. I don't do just one genre. Like okay, I like, right. I like the '80s metal scene. I, I, I can tell you yeah. the day. I remember. I can tell you exactly the day my roommate came in and said, "You got to check these guys out." And he had your CD in his hand. Yeah. Okay. So I know, like, you know, metal, but I'm also like a huge prog guy, and I love thrash, and I love I like all kinds of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I suppose everything, and, and and with my show, I try having different types of music on, different ages, different genres. And, and being current, like talking about what they're doing, but kind of like, so it's not like a nostalgia show. Yeah. It's being relevant to the artist. But when I have all these artists, like I, I can't figure out who's going to be bigger or less. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I like to see the artists get bigger hits and attention, yeah. but yeah. I can't figure it out. I was wondering if you could ever guess, cause I can't. No, we don't. We, we hope, you know, like it was not too far of a stretch to guess that, you know, someone like Jeff Tate would do really well, mm -hmm. but um, you know, like we've, we've, um, released videos in the past where we thought, oh, this one's just going to be a total stinker, you know, like this guy, nobody, yeah. you know, and it'll turn around and, and within about two weeks, 20,000, you know, 25, 30,000, you know, which is, wow. Like, I mean, that's, that's good. That's how did we get that? So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's and and we love the banter, you know, for me. I we try to delete, you know, people that are well, first of all, anybody that's marketing something, we'll dump them out, you know, mm -hmm. if they get on there and drop a link. Most of the time people drop links to porn and weird like if if somebody says, you know, I saw him on such and such and the guy who really couldn't do this or that, yeah, we might edit it out a little bit, but at the same time, if, if, um, you know, it, it, it creates cross banter, you know, and we, we, as long as it stays, you know, um, it doesn't get too, well, first of all, we don't only like any language, you know, no, well, that's, no, that's no. probably the problem that usually choose people out, you know? Yeah. 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 Fuck you and all that kind of, we, we, we try to stay away from all that, um, and, and dump them out. 
they probably don't even notice. They never go back. You know, these are people just jumping in for a minute to write something rude and jump out, you know? And so we, we do edit it as much as we can, but, um, it's hard. Most of your people are probably quiet. Anyhow, it's like, it's like, I I imagine my audience is more like, like in Asia when they they have to see a rock show, they're very Mm -hmm. polite and quiet and they watch it and they enjoy it. Yeah. They don't say anything. Very respectful. That's why I like to pretend my fans are, (laughs) my audience is like the fans of the show and of the artists. Or like yeah. watching, they've got nothing to say because what are you going to say? I enjoyed it. Thank you. I subscribe. I mean, you know. It- the the nice thing is we've had artists write to us, um, you know, privately, mm-hmm. uh, and say we watched your channel. We'd like to be interviewed, which is that's a good perk. We've had a few of those, and we were able to you know make that happen. But uh, yeah, no, we 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 always wondered too. We wondered, hey, did do, do you think? this guy actually watched this after it was, you know, well, heck yeah, they do. Because we realize they all got super egos and they're all out there wanting to see someone said, Hey, did you see that video that, you know, somebody put out yeah. there with you and probably don't even remember doing it. And then they watch it. And so we try to make them look good. That's the point. You know, well, I, I agree with that. And I, I, I try yeah. to edit, I try to edit accordingly. I'll say, are you sure that's what you want to do? Cause I don't care even if there's dirt. Cause I mean, dirt, dirt gets big. Let's face it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. And and it'll yeah. hurt me. I'll be like, you sure you want it? Maybe we should take that part out because who needs it? You know, I've had some I've gotten huge because of that kind of stuff. And I didn't even want it to be big because of that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And But, but we also, we have a lot of fun. Like I, we flew up to Seattle to uh, spend the weekend with Jeff and um, it was a lot of fun. Great trip. Got to see the city, um, hung out with him, had some great meals and um, uh, we're, we're scheduled to go to um um, uh, Las Vegas for uh, Skid Row, and we've got some good stuff coming up. But um, you know, all these bands are so splintered and broken, and you know, for this sort of genre, we thought about it at one point. Maybe we should have called the channel, you know, just um, you know, metal, not '80s metal. You know, the metal recycle bin, because now we're in this sort of, you know narrow space where we're running out of you know what what's there maybe so. you can change it to the music you could do like do like john cougar john cougar Melencamp, john cougar yeah. like you can slowly change the name like you know what i mean evolve well, it a similar version of it to yeah start doing more stuff there's other there's other artists you know we're, we're looking at artists like megadeth and some of these guys that were part of the 80s scene but not maybe necessarily necessarily hair metal if that's right. the right term you know so there's a lot of that out there too you know guys on anthrax and there's just a lot of a lot of cool musicians that we're gonna try to tap into but we all you know we have jobs we're busy life you know that's we started out with dropping videos every um you know uh, i don't know 10 days then it went to two weeks and it's like three weeks. Now we're pushing it sometimes in a month. It's not easy and, I, and it's I hard know. to do, you know, and, and the guys that are really kicking ass, they're dropping every week, every week consistently, you know, and that's the thing, you know, everyone tells you, you got to be consistent. So. Yeah, but you're killing it. I mean, I, I've done like, I don't know, three this past week. I'm not on numbers like you. So yeah. it doesn't always yeah. matter. I mean, I got quality and it'll be up for a long time and I'm proud yeah. of I have. Yeah. People are slowly starting to pick up to it. That's cool. But it's a yeah. hustle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, and you you try to get plugs too from other people, and it's you know it's hard to do. We're 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 actually gonna because of the numbers, we're actually gonna drop some merch and try to oh, you uh, uh, do some you know with the new logo, some tees, and 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 also there's this whole thing um, where you can get on this other site um, 
I'm so bad with remembering this stuff where they will uh, tip you or donate yep. uh, money for your, you know, cause. And so we're going to set up a new, uh, you know, page where we can get people over there to help support and pay for this shit. Cause it costs a lot of money to get it. Done. I, it does. It does. I can't imagine yeah. what you're paying for I me. Mean, I do a small version on my own. Yeah. It's like you, I get the yeah. guests. I do the, I do everything it's, myself. I edit it. Yeah. Promote it, yeah. And, and you know, I don't put it yeah. promotion, but I think it's a quality of your show. I think you will easily. You know, I grew up with vinyl too, and and it was all about holding it and looking at it and and and, right? and fantasizing about the music and the artist and what the song meant. And you stood there and held it while I I remember listening to Van Halen the first album, just staring at it for hours, looking at the back photo of David Lee Roth all stretched out, going, "Yep, oh my God, this is this is insane." And you know, each album after that, and then you know. We all know what happened after that, you know, it started <laughs> to change. So. It change. I mean, and it was sad and, you know, cassettes for whatever. And then compact discs, then when they get the CDs and they had the small, small words and the, you know, everything, oh, all yeah. the artwork went away and stuff. That was one of the fun things about it. You know what I mean? But that was also, <laughs> I mean, we're like, now we're just like two old dudes, like do a Barrel and James commercial. We're all like on the porch because yeah. when the albums came out, you had three or four albums to get yourself going. Aerosmith yeah. would not have been out right at the gates like that a no. lot of the bands you look back at would never be like who they are now because they wouldn't have had the time to nurture and to get out there to the people you look back That's those right. great albums but yeah. not everybody knew it and they would have known it but it took no. a long time and it, you need a lot of those albums didn't become popular until their hit album finally yes. came out and then everyone went back and bought those so that's a great point to bring up because by the time we were coming up it was either you know, you better have a hit on this first record or it's over. Yeah, it and, was, you had no chance. You know, None of you guys did. It was disposable. No. And at that point, they were, it was less of the Clive Davises and it was more of the, at that point, they're just banks and they're just copying over who's more popular of who to invest in them to get them in there. You know, yeah. and once something new came in, you're gone, more money. Yeah. We're going for grunge. I mean, there, yeah. could, there was room for everybody. There could have been the best rock bands and the best grunge because yeah. some of the grunge wasn't very good either. We were competing with um, a little unknown band at the time called Blind Melon. And uh, they had put out their single and it was a big stinker and nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, endorsements from Axl Rose and all of that. And it was like rekindling, you know, let's re-release a single. And and, and, and timing was a little better for the music style. And, and you know, then they became successful and, and we were out. You know, so that's just the way that it worked and uh, could have done a lot to um, maybe myself to, uh, you know, find a way to maybe put the band into Europe where it wasn't being, we weren't being, you know, affected as much there and, and done some touring and then rethink how we're going to approach a new album. But um, I just, it hit me so bad. I was not able to cope. And um, I, I found myself in just this bad company in Los Angeles, tons of drugs, uh, just lost all drive to, to do anything and was hanging around guys that played music, but drugs was more important, you know, and, and, and it was a pretty dark, pretty dark time for many years. And, that's when I left LA to get away from everybody. And I was telling you earlier, found myself in new Orleans and 
you know, went to work there. And that's, that's what, that was what changed the course of my, my life. I was pretty disgusted with music and that's why I didn't get back to it for a really long time. Well, I mean, so the, and what's interesting is like, now if you have foresight of looking back, but like when I went to college, I was learning stuff like, we had a class on like radio and he literally talked about, you know, the teacher, cause a real, real teacher's like real, you know, that's what he did. Yeah. Talked about it down low. Uh, about, about bringing cocaine into um, radio stations for signals, like that was oh, a yeah. thing we heard in school. It wasn't official, but that's what our teacher taught us. Like sure. so, that was very prevalent. And no, there was no school for you guys to be rockers and coming out. And also, you got your dream gig, what you want to do, what you're good at. You're, you're a good singer. You're a good songwriter. Yeah. You got your dream. You got your job. You got your career. Yeah. And you're moving that's in your career. Thought. And then all of a sudden, they go, "You can't do your career anymore." Like, yeah. do that to any twenty year old that's doing good in their career right now. Go out there and take somebody who's hedge funds or something else and be like, yep, that's not popular anymore. You can't do your career anymore that you're good at. What do you do? We picked up the phone and called the record company to try to organize a way to do it different or maybe consider rewriting. And um, there was no one answering the call anymore when we were, you know, just months earlier being, you know, catered around and toured around and uh, all these great things laid at our feet, you know, cars and money. And uh, I can't tell you, it was crazy. And, uh, you know, and we were dabbling in drugs at the time as well. You know, it was never really a big part of the band until we, we had all the money and we had, you know, the boredom to, to do it. And I found myself on the road in the last very end of our, 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 the very end of our last tour, really getting into it. And um, by the time everything ended, I was, you know, it was a mess. And uh, the group of people, you, you, you migrate to these, these, these vultures that want to suck whatever you have left. And at that point, it was just a little bit of money. And, you know, maybe some residual local fame, you know, and hanging around with us um, and me in particular, I was I was kind of, um, you know, weak in a way that I found myself just doing a lot of things I I shouldn't have done. And and it took all the creativity and all the, um, you know, good stuff away from me. So I. uh but again, like I said, I, I found a way out. I, I got into this other world of TV and film and, yeah. and um, it was very satisfying. Although, you know, I do have a lot of regrets. You know, I, we, did, we did a couple of, you know, sort of call them comeback shows or re- reunion shows in the, uh, it was like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took, put the band together and uh, Brent was he had some time um, away from doing what he does with um, Sebastian Bach and um, was able to do some shows with us. And it was really cool. It was a lot of fun, but it also was a bit of a wake up call for me where, you know, I wasn't able to sing the way I wanted to. My voice had changed. I hadn't been using it for so long that those notes were almost impossible to reach. And so you almost have to rewrite the song in your head. Yeah. And, you know, as an artist, I had to like, think about, wow, well, can I make this still sound cool? And we did it. Um, but you know, in the end, it's just not, it wasn't fun for me. If I couldn't deliver it the way that really? the album. I've seen really... some of your stuff clips, like YouTube stuff and YouTube's kind of hit yeah. or miss with sound. Yeah. I liked it. I was, you know, oh, thank you. I, I, I just, I've, too much respect for the music and was like, God, this is just not coming across. And, you know, and I, can re- I can respect that. Yeah. But I'll say as a fan, 
of, yeah. of your music and of other artists, not everyone thinks like it has to be the exact same. I just I said this the other day to somebody, when you've had the same job for like 20, 30, 40 years, look in the mirror. Yeah. Take a picture of you on your first day at work. Yeah. And then go look in the yeah. mirror before you go to work. You're yeah. not always the same guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or a woman or whatever. I'm saying you're yeah. not the same person and you're not going to sound the same. You're not going to think the same. You don't need to. I mean, if some people can still do it, good for them. But if you yeah. don't, good for you. Because just going up there and jamming and being in band, having fun at it, yeah. if you enjoyed it, it would be great. You could still do it. It would still be fun if you enjoyed it. I think the fans would enjoy it. You well, we... we um, gigs out there. It's, it's, you know, we started getting... Um, once people heard we were doing it, we started to get some um, fairly uh, nice offers to play you know, different festivals and yeah. even go to Europe and play. And as I started to put some of this together, acting as sort of like the, the band's, I don't know, manager, organizer, whatever you want to call it, just to, to get us on the road to do that. Um, it just became more difficult. Like everybody's lives are so, you know, Brent's got an incredibly uh, complicated schedule with, he has his own recording studio where he, okay. he does that as a producer. And then he's got the whole Sebastian Bach thing, but you know, he was playing with, um, what's the guy, the, the drummer, you know, from the Foo Fighters that just recently yeah. passed away. He was in his band and there was just a lot of complications and trying to get sh shows off the ground and um, Taylor Hawkins. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I feel um, that it was really like, we were really stretched to try and do it every time the, the Mark, our, our bass player uh, owned a, uh, I don't know if he does anymore, uh, some sort of um, wine label, you know, where he's putting out bottles of wine and he had a, uh, a little shop in Santa Barbara that uh, he managed and ran with his uh, instant, you know, in, in an area that had all the wineries and all that. So nice. He he was doing that. He's a very busy guy, and uh, he has real estate. And then Jimmy's got his real estate business, and he owns a restaurant down the road from where he lives. And everybody's busy, you know, crazy. And uh, and then you know we don't really have a relationship with Benny anymore. So it was just the four of us, and you know we had a, we had a fun doing it. But it, I think it's time to hang it up. There's sometimes you know you look at some of these artists and they're out there, man, and you go, man, I think it's time. You know, there are, I know. There, there are some that are, are pushing it and are, I think it's because they're living the rock star life still and it's affecting them on so many levels. You mean rock star life because like they're the still, party, out, you know, up, they you think know, they're up still, all night. And yeah, right. I mean, yeah. we're, we're older now. We need to be in bed at a certain time. You need to, <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do. I get tired. Like Elson, I don't have like, I'm 51, man. I don't know how old you are, but I'm telling you, like something happened to me in the past few years. I'm also, I get tired at night. I'm like, I used to be crazy hours to sleep. Now also I'm like, I, I, I get asked out a week. I'm like, what time is this thing over at? Like, I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> it's, I I don't, I'm, not, I'm not napping yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know? I, I was on stage. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was on stage. Uh, doing that show or those shows and found myself going, how in the world am I up? It's midnight and I'm still here. And, uh, I'm not afraid to say that, you know, because I, by 10 o'clock, it's like, come on girls. And I grab one of my, the kids and we'll go watch the show in bed and fall asleep, you know? And, yeah. That's kind of like what my uh, life is. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, so the kids I, or the 
dogs, you know. It's, yeah, the dog. You know, the dog's in the bed. The kids are in the bed. Yeah. What's going on? Are you locking the back door? And what's, are we going to watch 20 minutes of Netflix previews? And then we're just too tired to watch something. You know, that's that's the world we're in nowadays. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm actually but, uh, okay with it. You know, I think it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm envious of those who are still out there. I really am envious of Brent being able to do what he does or some of the other guys I know that are uh, Eric Turner, good buddy, and just watch their careers over the years. He's still a guitarist now too, right? He's also building some cool, right? Yeah, he's building some really I've cool seen some guitars. Cool. I haven't talked and, to him yet. I've seen him. I wanted to. He's on my list to talk to about his like more. It's guitars actually too, because you know. Yeah. Yeah, nice. he's he's a uh, he's a, a great guy. If you if you talk to him, you get a chance to talk yeah. to him. You'll you'll really enjoy it because uh, probably one of the most down to earth guys um, in rock and roll. You know, he seems nice. I so. mean, most of the guys, I, I, anyone I've never talked to in Warren is pretty laid back, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I talked to Robert Mason and the interview couldn't be aired because there's a clicking sound from, I don't know if it was from me or him, or it was an echo. And I, yeah. all kinds of sound recordings. So, Robert, if you ever watch this, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a great interview, too, because he was talking because he's got a love of watches. And we talked, we went deep on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's another one that we did. And he's an awesome guy. Just great had singer. No, I had no idea that he had such a deep career and that he, uh, that, uh, you know, that he's, I mean, his talent is amazing. I had no idea that he was doing, you know, basically covering Ozzy the entire, you know, he wasn't a background guy. He puts it nicely, but he was certainly much more than doing background vocals, you know? And uh, so he, and, you know, working with Lynch Mob and all the different groups. I I mean, just what, what, what I love about these interviews that we do more than anything else is I get to learn so much more than I thought. You know, I thought right. I knew, you know, you do your research, you want to have a good interview, but then you just learn so much and you, you find a new respect for some of these artists. Um, and, show and I'd uh, like to see you guys hopefully do more, you know, yeah, really yeah more, we're, more, you know, every couple of weeks. I would too. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's so tough. And, you know, once we've got the footage in the can, then it all, you know, sits on going through it. We do a uh, we have a, a a unique way of doing it. We'll lay out the entire you know all the raw footage, and then Jim and I will get on uh, Skype, and I will share the screen with him, and we will watch the footage and go, okay, pull it out there, lay it in a timeline, okay, cut here, you know. So we sort of cut. A lot of people call it paper cutting. We sort of cut right there, and then. With our and and then we'll come back on the next day and do some formatting and lay in those title cards and do it. You know, you know, uh, a really nice thing that happened recently was that um, Axis TV contacted us, and so we are um, they're they're very interested and gave us uh, a nice little list of um, content that they want for something they're creating and we're also um Congrats. congratulations yeah and so we're we're working hopefully we're going to work closer with them because uh it would be really nice to be um somehow you know even if it's indirectly connected with them on future interviews um as well as uh that that randy rhodes film mm-hmm. i don't know if you're i haven't seen it yet yeah. I, I, i'm familiar with it. i just haven't seen it they uh they grabbed all that danish drum interview stuff for from us to use for their film so that's all, right. Kind of cool. all right so i want to have you back on when you do more stuff and we'll promote yourself and you'll see you on social media because i want to work some more with you more sure. with me giving you yeah. anything i can give you i don't do really i can't really help you but with connections and Absolutely. um 
But this has been great, and I'll let you know when it's up. And as usual, everyone, check the links underneath the show and the podcast and the YouTubes, you kids, and um, click and check out the show. If you don't know about it, hopefully you do. If you know about my show, you've got to know about this one. If you're not subscribing, subscribe to it. You know, it's awesome. Uh, 80s Metal Recycle Bin on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. The the link will be right underneath it, too. Right on. Cool. Thank you. Good to meet you, and thank you very much. Thanks so much.